0: Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. And yes, we do have a lot to get into today. And let me start by saying like I did on Winging It Wednesday uh, this morning. uh, I am fully I am fully capable of coming here and telling you that I was wrong and I've been, you know, I have been following the data, what the data has shown us for weeks, which suggested a Republican wave yesterday. That wave did not materialize. Now, as of right now, here's the state of play in Georgia. We're going to a runoff in Nevada. It looks like Adam Laxalt will win the Senate race there, which brings us to 50, uh, 50 seats for the Republicans. And 49 for the Democrats. So it comes down to Georgia. If Nevada stays as it is right now, that is. That's going to make Georgia either the Democrats 50th seat or the Republicans 51st seat right now. Each party has lost one Senate seat, two Senate seats flipped one either way. But the House. The House is likely going to stay in Republicans' hands, in, a lar- in large part due to a couple different things. One, the Hispanic vote. Of the data that turned out to be very wrong, the one thing that does appear to be right is that the Hispanic vote in certain areas really did trend to the right, especially in Florida. Florida, I want to devote an entire segment to because it's very important we talk about why Florida is so stunning. But in Florida, the Hispanic vote moved in along the Texas border. You actually did see some movement there as well. If things hold in Nevada, that's going to be in large part due to the Hispanic vote. In Arizona, if Kerry Lake pulls it off as in the gubernatorial race there, that will be due to the Hispanic vote trending. But there is something that needs to be said about how off everything was and why I and so many others got it wrong. If there's anybody who tells you, oh, I I didn't think it was going to be a wave, they may have never said they thought it was going to be a wave, but deep down they saw the same things. They were pretty sure, they were fairly confident at least there was going to be a Republican wave. Now the question is, did the Republicans have a wave or not? And the answer is yes and no. The Democrats had the best performance of any party in power during a midterm since, ni- I mean, since 2002. The Republicans had a wave in Florida. Florida. The Republicans had a signs of a wave in Virginia. The Republicans outperformed all expectations in New York state. It looks like it's going to hold in Nevada. But in some places where they were expecting a wave in Washington, in New Hampshire, we didn't see that happen. Why is that? What happened that had the Republicans convinced they were going to win 30 to 40 to maybe even 50 seats and bring Republicans up to 52, 53 seats in the Senate almost guaranteed on Tuesday night? The polling. We've talked about polling issues, and the polls did something completely new and different. They overcounted support for Republicans. And everybody's trying to scramble to figure out why. What happened last night is that independent voters and Gen Z voters broke hard. But it depends on where. Independent voters in Republican areas did a very good job of breaking toward the parties that are dominant in those areas. The the parties that they are most exposed to in those areas, that's what they broke toward. But Gen Z turned out and young voters turned out in ways they haven't really before. And they sided with the Democrats. And that was largely due to the abortion issue. And that is something Republicans need to take note of. But the independent vote in particular is one to keep an eye on because it leads to a couple of questions that you have to ask. And there's a lot of painful questions and a lot of painful conversations that the Republicans have to have right about now. And the Republicans need to say, how did we get it so wrong? Because the Republicans snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. As we have talked about before, they are certainly capable of doing. Republicans... By by any traditional measure of a midterm, Republicans were set for a big election yesterday. And all of the polling data showed it and all of the historical indicators showed it. And there was even signs among the turnout that it was going to be a big day for the Republicans, early voting and election day turnout. But something happened. Something pushed the independents away. There are four takeaways that I have from this election. Let me share them with you now. The first takeaway is that the candidate quality actually does matter. Voters want a good candidate. They want somebody who represents them. And let's take John Fetterman, for example. John Fetterman had the benefit of media coverage and a campaign coverage that really hid how bad the stroke had affected him. And so most of the early votes went to John Fetterman because voters did not know just how bad things were for him. The race is very close in Pennsylvania because of the election day vote. But going into the election day vote, the early and absentee voting was hundreds of thousands of votes ahead for John Fetterman. That was an impossible task for anybody to overcome. Candidate quality matters. Fetterman is at least from Pennsylvania. Voters did not want some reality TV guy, a TV doctor who was from New Jersey to be their senator. That's it. Blake Masters had a, had a better campaign at the end, but was not a good candidate. Herschel Walker, not a good candidate. Voters want quality candidates if you expect them to vote for you. The second takeaway is that young voters can and will turn out. We've hit a generation of voters that actually do care about politics and do seem to be getting more involved. And people need to take note of that. Republicans and Democrats alike. It is possible for Republicans to win young voters. But the issue of abortion seems to have motivated them in ways that nobody was really expecting. The third takeaway the voters clearly want a divided government. They have given the House. To Republicans, it is very, very likely that the Republicans get the House, especially with the GOP winning seven more seats than expected in the state of New York. But they were not comfortable with some of the Republican Party's Senate candidates. Again, candidate quality matters. So they are fine shutting down the Democrats and the Biden administration by giving half of Congress to the Republican Party. The fourth takeaway and this will probably bring in a lot of calls, people angry with me, although the tide seems to be turning on this. It is worth noting that the final days of the election featured a lot of Donald Trump saying, everybody look at me. And the final few days of the election saw the polls narrowing. And there is probably a correlation there. 232-1542. 232-1542. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, a little bit more of a breakdown of what happened yesterday, along with your calls, 232-1542, and the KPL app chat if you want to send a message through there. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to call in and be part of the conversation. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who am I talking to today? This is Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you today? I'm just fine. But there's one problem.
1: Uh-huh. I disagree with every single thing you just said. Every bit of it. You know Why? Because I was with the original Tea Party in Washington, D.C. when old Nancy Pelosi walked across the, y- the Capitol grounds with that gavel in her hand. Remember that? Yeah. During the uh, health care debate? Yeah. Yeah. I-, I-, I disagree with everything you said. We had a tremendous mountain to climb, and we did a gum good job of it. Very good job of it. What'd you do, take your talking
0: points from the AP poll? No. Huh? No, ma'am. My talking points came from my own observations of all the data that came in. Well,
1: your observation would be wrong. You should have been there when I was in Washington. Should have been there in December when I was in Washington. You know what we were doing in Washington in December prior to January the 6th, don't you? Yeah. We had prayer circles all the way up down 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. On every corner were the Asian Americans. They were so upset about Biden and them, they had us signing uh, petitions. Yeah. Yeah. They were the most beautiful people you ever want to meet. 1600 Pennsylvania
0: Avenue ain't never been that clean. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, you still haven't actually given me the reason why you think I'm wrong. Thank you very much for the call. Y'all. Please get to the point quicker. Um, Look. It was not a good day for the Republican Party, and there is a lot of ink being spilled as to what happened to the Republican Party. What happened to the turnout they were supposed to have? What happened to that wave? Here's the bottom line, though. The Republican Party has a candidate quality issue, but they also have this lingering attachment to the past. In 2001, the Democrats tried to make the Virginia gubernatorial election about Donald Trump in January 6th. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't make it about Donald Trump. Now, the reason the Democrats did this is that they looked at internal polling, Democrat Party internal polling, the kind of stuff that doesn't get released. The same kind of internal polling that the Republicans were also looking at and also saw the same bit of data from. What they saw is that the voters wanted Congress to get through and they get done with the January 6th stuff. They wanted Congress to, to go ahead, finish up their investigation and everything, get to the bottom of it. And there were two different interpretations from that. For the GOP, the interpretation is the voters want it to be done and over with and move on. And the Democrats interpreted that to mean what we need is to focus on this because the voters deeply care about it. The Republicans were right in that one. They never touched January 6th. They never touched the 2020 stuff. And Glenn Youngkin won the governor's race in Virginia. But in comes 2022. And there are a lot of candidates that are still focused on the past just the way the Democrats were. And a lot of those candidates that were focused on 2020, focused on the previous president, focused on those issues instead of talking about the future stuff. It doesn't matter that they started talking about crime and the economy and all that later on in the race. The fact is, they were put into that spot because of their beliefs of the 2020 election. And as a result, the voters did not like those candidates. Those are the candidates that lost. Every Republican that the Democrats put money in to promote, everyone that denied the election results of 2020, everyone that had strong ties to Trump that the Democrats helped put in, those candidates lost. The voters are tired of the past. They want to move on. And that's where it looks like the voters decided not to back the GOP in more progressive places, not across the country, because again, in some Republican areas, there was a lot of crossover vote for the Democrats I mean, for the Republicans. All right, we've got time for one call before we go to break. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show.
2: Uh yes. Is it me? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you, yeah, you kind of, kind of already kind of hit on what I was going to say, but uh, yeah. The big thing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a diehard conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a Trump Trump, a sporting voter, voter from and all that. But I think you kind of hit it on the nail. It, it's what hurt more than anything. It's, you know, comes to talk about, you know, like the snowflakes or, you know, when we're crying, all this. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Life isn't fair. And just like you said, you know, 2020, guess what has happened? Grow up. Yeah. If you can't move on and tell people, hey, look, look, this is what I want to do, do for you. And quit talking about oh the media. This we already know what the media is. Give all that up. It's 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 over. I mean, it's how a lot of people say. Oh, the Democrats are hypocrite. Well, guess what? You wind in and crying. You're being the hypocrite now because you're saying oh all these snowflakes, but yet you're doing the same thing. You know? Yeah. Give it up. You you got to move on.
0: All right. Thank you very much for a call uh, for the call. I agree with you. We've got to take this bottom of the hour news break. When we come back, more of your calls 232 1542 and some more of the breakdown of what happened on Election Day, all that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL, 232 1542. If you want to be part of the program, man, I don't know how late y'all might have stayed up. Uh, I was up. I, th- I don't think I left here. I don't think I left the station till after 11 last night, uh, and I definitely didn't actually fall asleep until uh, after 12:30, and then got up and, and came uh, on the air with Bernie. And I've been here ever since. Uh, it's a very long, exhausting night. But part of this is just kind of you know looking as the returns as they come in. So again, the the latest that we've got is that Georgia's heading to a runoff, and it looks like Nevada is going to swing Republican in the Senate. So that means we're looking at, uh, bare minimum, a 50-50 split between the Republicans and the Democrats in the Senate. But it does look like the Republicans will control the House. So that's where we are right now. Uh, Before I get to my next subject, we do have another caller on the line. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Is that me? Yes.
3: Well, you're dancing around nicely, but you forget the only thing that's relevant in all of this stuff that you have said. Uh-huh. That is the Dominion voting machines. It doesn't matter whether you like Trump, don't like Trump, love Trump, like all his buddies, best friends with his wife, the Dominion voting machines and the electronic voting has taken over our country, we are under a coup d'etat. And there is no doubt at all about that. End of story, done. The only thing is figure out how the hell we're gonna get out of this and how we're going to get our politicians to turn those voting
0: machines out. See, that. See, there is a doubt. I mean, I have plenty of doubt to that. Thank you very much for the call. But I, you can't blame it on the Dominion voting systems. I mean, if you if your problem is with electronic voting systems, your problem is with Louisiana's voting system, which is the sixth most secure in the nation. One of the best there is. And it's frankly a system that more states should adopt all electronic. There is no paper involved whatsoever. And we do get very good and relatively timely results from them you can't blame this on the election machine as much as anybody would like to. Uh, If you want to, you know, people complain about the tabulators in Maricopa County in Arizona, they had three different ways of taking people's votes. It wasn't the voting system. It, It wasn't the fact that people's votes weren't being counted. People were walking away from that, from the lines in Arizona that did have an impact. So, I'm so, I don't buy into the Dominion stuff. I don't because there's there is not any. I mean, if, if any of that were actually legitimate, the lawsuits that were filed would have been more successful. Instead, you have cable networks that have had to stop saying the things they're saying because they can't prove it. And they've been sued for it. You can't blame the voting system when the answer is much simpler. And the simple answer is the Republicans sucked on the ballot this year. That's what it is. 232-1542 if you want to call in. But there is a bright spot, a bright, bright red spot, and that is Florida. If you look at the map of Florida and the election results, what you can actually do is you can light up a room with how bright red that map is. Miami-Dade is bright, bright red. And it's not because of voting systems or anything like that. It's governance. Republican governance at the local level and at the state level has convinced voters in Miami-Dade and all throughout Florida that they're going to stick with their guy. There was huge crossover vote from the Democrats to Ron DeSantis. There was a big shift in Hispanic voting to Ron DeSantis and to Marco Rubio because of it. Republican governance, when the focus is on the issues of the present and fighting for the things that voters care about, Republican wins are possible. You cannot look at what happened in Florida and think it's a one off thing. The same thing happened in Georgia. Republican governance in Georgia won the election for Brian Kemp, won the election for Brad Raffensperger, two people that Trump spent more to oppose than in any other race, including against Liz Cheney. And Brian Kemp won by a lot. And the reason is governance. The reason is focusing on the moment. At no point did Brian Kemp ever go back and talk about his feud with Trump. He kept moving forward. At no point did Ron DeSantis ever focus on anything that happened prior to his election or anything outside the state of Florida. He was focused on the issues in Florida. And the Republican Party is now at a point where they really have to make the decision. Do we continue focusing on the past or do we continue moving forward? Because Florida, a couple of election cycles ago, was purple. It was such a deep purple, you could sink smoke of the water and not be out of place. But now it's a bright red. Because Republican governance, in knowing how to take on the media, but still win battles at the political legislative governing levels. That makes all the difference in how voters perceive the Republicans. And the Republican Party as a whole needs to remember that. I am I am more and more convinced as time moves on that gone are the days of senators being the ones who will run for and win elections in the United States. We are back to the point where. It's going to be governors, the people who have that executive experience at the state level, successful experience, and run and do well. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show.
4: Yes, sir. I believe like uh, Dan Bongino said yep. said uh, today, mm-hmm. it's not uh, worse yet. You know what I mean? It's bad, but it ain't bad because he did. You know, he, he referenced uh, Ju- Giuliani. Yeah. And I think the states that that voted for for oh you know, for the people that they voted for and that's not good for the state uh, for the United States. But their states ain't bad enough. And I think once their states get bad enough Mm-hmm. They'll they'll change change the election. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because once they start kicking over the young people's lives, mm-hmm. that's when the young people's gonna wake up. That's yes. all I have to say. Thank you for uh, letting me talk.
0: Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go uh, one more call. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Hey, this is Major. How are you? Doing good, Major. How are you doing today?
4: <laughs> I'm good. I woke up in a good mood because my um, the, the guy I voted for mayor. My town councilman, they won re-election, so I was very happy. They, infl- they, uh, they affect me directly, yeah. and I couldn't be more happier.
0: Same, um, same for my same for my voc- local votes, too. Mm-hmm. I meant to
4: tell you a lot, one time I talked to you that, you know, there are, I'm sure you've heard that all politics is local. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think part of it, too, like, you know, you made a lot of good points part of it is that you know a lot of people are complaining about how the direction of the u.s it was heavily against what biden was doing but then they say, but not my congressman not my my senator yes. all right i'm gonna that's part of it mm-hmm. and another thing and i really wholeheartedly believe that we need to go back and i don't think it will ever happen but we need a one day to vote you go in and you vote on tuesday you better have a if you are gonna be in the if you're in the military or you are traveling overseas or whatever, you file for a ballot. But these, you know, three weeks of early voting and, and I, I think it's just getting out of hand and it's too rife with uh for shenanigans and some of these hardcore uh blue counties can really uh, take that into their own hands. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. There's just too much of a chance of corruption and I really wish we'd go back to the one day where by ten, eleven o'clock at night you knew you knew who won. Yeah. I, I just think this is getting out of hand. Uh the you know, massive mail outs of ballots, canvassing, well Florida did away with all that. That was another reason they are oh so bright red. They they fixed the problems uh, that a lot of other states have. Uh, yeah, Florida and, and Georgia it I mean- matters
0: Y- I mean, uh, Florida, it, matters
4: yeah. it matters who you have to run as a Republican. Oh. Oz was a terrible candidate to run for yes. uh, the governor. I mean, he was no Republican. And I think that just a lot of voters maybe over there just said, oh, I'm not even voting for this guy or I may not be showing up. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can't run somebody like Oz against that numbskull that he was running against. It's. Uh, you know, they needed a candidate, and if they would have had somebody that was like the governor of Florida, that was like uh, a, a really good governing Republican, and that holds how, how conservative values, conservatism will always win when the person that you're voting for, if, if he is actually conservative and, and governs by conservative principles, it'll win every time when it's when it's brought up against a hard leftist. Yeah. That's all i got to say, man. I appreciate it, and you're doing a good job today. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Major. I always appreciate it. And you did remind me, uh, speaking of local, uh, tomorrow on my show, the new mayor of Karen Crow, uh, Charlotte Clavia, will be on the air with me. And so we'll be talking about those local issues in one of our local communities. So I'm very excited about that. All right. Uh, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's take one more call before the break. Hi. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show.
3: Good afternoon, Joe. Hey, I, I think you, I think you're partially correct on some things, but mm-hmm. the colors you are way off. <laughs> the Republican Party has become a party of exclusion, not inclusion, and you can see it through Trump. You're going to see it through DeSantis, and you're going to see it through Youngkin. You, you you can't run for office and say those people. It, it doesn't work that way. You have to try to to increase your base. And bring more people into your party if you want to win elections.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you say DeSantis, but that's exactly what DeSantis has done. DeSantis has increased by a lot the people that are willing to cross over and vote for him. And I think that's why that's a model there.
3: No, what what got DeSantis is the redistricting. Okay, again, that's excluding people. And voters over time... Will wait, wait wait wait, always, wait, wait, wait. hang
0: on, hang on. How can you say redistricting affected in a gubernatorial race where everybody in the state votes for him?
3: No, last night's results. The Senate will be exposed for the fraud he is during COVID. He had a poor performance. His grades show it now at the eighth grade levels through the testing. He's one of only three states during the Delta variant where hospitalizations actually went up, which means... They learned nothing from the first wave. He learned nothing. He was willing to put political gain ahead of public health. And that's going to be exposed in time. The truth will always
0: surface, always. But, okay, but see, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Despite what you're saying, he won by 20 points in Florida. The the voters of Florida very clearly prefer his level of governance to anything the Democrats were going to put up there. So I don't know how you're going to say that he's exposed when he's clearly got a mandate from the voters in in ways that no other Republican does. And to say that redistricting had part of it is a foolish thing to say when it's a statewide race. There is no district involved. It's an entire it's the entire state votes. Thank you very much for the call. But that is a crazy, crazy allegation to make. It makes no actual sense. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to finish up the day. Uh, Any more of your calls, 232-1542, but I've got some final thoughts on this before we go. Here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL, 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, got a few minutes left if you want to call in. And uh, take part in the conversation. Did get a good question a little while ago. Uh, this one came in. Uh, Do you think that the big blue eighteen to twenty five vote turnout was because of the promised student debt relief? I think that could probably be a factor, but that was such a blip in the headlines that that even uh, even the the media didn't cover it a whole lot, because at the time it was it was perceived like a lot of other things to be really uh, it it was going to hurt the message of the Democratic Party. So the media really didn't focus on it a whole lot. The the media's impact in all this does uh, bear mentioning because their their biases do help shape the narrative that goes out there. But in particular, on this on this point, the student debt relief that may have motivated some of them, but. A lot of the 18 to 25s don't, they haven't graduated and they don't have that student debt like piling up on. They, they're getting it while they're in college. But more importantly, uh, abortion is the notable issue on that one. In the exit polling, you saw a big bump in, uh, in in the number of people who said abortion was a key factor here. And that comes among independents who broke left and to those younger voters. But that is a great question. Thank you very much for asking. Um, and again, You can reach out through the phone lines, through the KPL app chat. You can hit me up on Twitter at Joe P Cunningham. Be glad to answer your questions there. So here's the bottom line. The big question that's happening in conservative circles today, I'm, I'm not saying Republican, I'm not saying establishment, I'm saying conservative circles today, is what to do about Donald Trump. Part of the problem is that Trump spent the last several days making the campaign about himself. He or somebody in his camp leaked to the media that he was going to be announcing his presidential campaign the night before the election. And so every media outlet was tuned in. He got a lot of airtime because of it. Trump is gearing up for an early, early, early announcement to run for president because one of the biggest donors in the GOP guy named Ken Griffin has said he's behind DeSantis. And that has kind of spooked Trump. So as Trump wants to get out there. He wants to start building up a presidential campaign. Now, the problem is his high profile candidates last night lost. J.D. Vance was the only one. And that was because Ohio is a deeper red state than most people realize. Those swing, those actual swing states, Trump's candidates didn't do well. Here's the issue. The Republicans have to come to terms with two things. One, the people who are violently anti-Trump and anyone associated with Trump. That's not healthy for the Republican Party. But the people who are so Trump that they refuse to see any other possibility, also not healthy for the party. This inflexibility that both sides have is hurting the Republicans' ability to move forward because everybody is still stuck on 2016, 2020, and January 6, 2021. Everybody is stuck on that, the loudest voices in the Republican Party, and it's, ta- it's, it's forcing the moderates and independents to look elsewhere, and so they're going back to the status quo. The candidates who were not focused on those issues are the ones who were very successful last night. But it's not like the Republicans can just say we're done with Trump because that creates its own problems. You alienate a lot of Trump supporters, but the Trump supporters can't just say we're cutting everybody off. If you're not with Trump, you're against us and we're going to go our own way because that splits the party as well. The party has to fix itself before you can even talk about moving forward. You have to bring both sides to the table because Trump objectively did good things for the conservative movement. Objectively. As much as abortion may have been an issue, getting rid of the evil that was Roe versus Wade is a big win for conservatives. Being able to restructure the judiciary in a very conservative way is a big win for conservatives thanks to the Trump administration. Trump did more for peace in the Middle East than anybody else. He did more to help try to rehabilitate the U.S.'s relationship with nations in the Middle East and in Israel than any other president. But Trump himself is a very alienating force, and that has to be reconciled with as well. The Republican Party cannot move forward as it is right now. That rigidity, that inflexibility on the Trump issue, pro or con, has to be fixed because otherwise you get more nights like last night where the Republicans are poised for good things, but people dragging us back into those old arguments hurts Republicans. And more importantly, it hurts conservatism. Remember, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative and I vote conservatively. And I want to see conservative ideas and people move forward, but we can't if we are stuck in the past. Guys, thank y'all very much for listening. Twenty-three hours until we come back. In the meantime, Shannon is off sides is next. Join me tomorrow. The new the incoming mayor of Karen Crow will be on the air. Charlotte Clavier joining me in the meantime. Follow me on Twitter at Joe P Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Sign up for the newsletter, JoeCunninghamShow.Substack.com. Cunningham Talk to you guys again real soon right here on News Talk ninety-six point five KPL.